<laughs> I might be. I might not be able to make it next week because um. Oh, yeah, no? I got like a. Uh, I got tickets for my birthday to. Oh, a, happy Enzo. birthday, Enzo! Thank you. Yeah, yeah, birthday, man. I wanted to buy you Overwatch for your birthday, but it cost a lot. No, of money. no, thank you. Oh my god! I also wanted you to buy Overwatch for him for his birthday. Oh my god! Thank you so much. No, I can't. I can't. Um, <laughs> thank you. You guys are really sweet. Next week, um, I got tickets to a Lego convention. <gasps> I mean, oh, that's awesome. I'm just like, like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, I. <laughs> Hey, like, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Skipping D and D for Legos, whatever. Loser. It's such, a hard, it's such a hard decision. Like I, I can't. Like I'm sitting here in my closet. There's... Woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball We've got no bugs. World Walkers. What's up, everyone? I'm Pedro, the creator and GM of World Walkers, and I wanted to change things up a bit with. Oh, hey, what's up, everyone? Uh, I was gonna. You want to do the intro again? Well, I mean, Megan, hold on, wait, Hi, wait. My name I was is gonna... Megan McKay. I'm playing Tin who is a female forged fighter and a gunslinger. I I live in Texas, and you can find my work at doodleforfood.com and onetruedino.com. Hi, I'm Olivia Welch, and I'll be playing the character Ertleby, who is a grandma and also a gunslinger. She's a druid, but she doesn't know it. She just thinks she's really good at gardening. You can find my work at imagingquest.net. Hello, my name is Enzo. I do the comic... Cheer Up Emo Kid and Dungeon Construction. You can find them at cheerupemokid.com and dungeon.construction. I'm from Canada, and I play a character named Roberto, who is a six-foot-tall man of metal who is also a ranger. Hi, my name is Jane. I draw the webcomic The Pigeon Gazette, which you can find at thepigeongazette.tumblr.com. I play Vasa, who is a human female rogue. Hi, my name is Wesley Hall, and I play the dwarven wizard Rumblestone Hammerstorm. I make the comic Nameless PCs, found at namelesspcs.com. Last time on World Walkers. Set off through Mercurius with a halfling as our guide. We wandered through a hall that showed our loved ones who have died. The nightmares came, things were a mess. We had to fight a door Now we're staring at a cave Wondering what we have in store Worldwalkers If you want to keep up on all things Worldwalkers, you can find us at Facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod or you can follow us on Twitter at worldwalkerspod. If you want early access to episodes, artwork from the group, and more, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. Your support is very much appreciated. Now, on with the episode. I'm assuming that in the cave we sort of take a, like a long rest so we all heal up. Up to you guys. Hmm. Let's scout around, make sure it's safe, and if it seems safe. You know. Yeah, everyone does a perception, like... Look yeah, around. Passive sixteen perception check. Yep, yep, yep. And we can have somebody be like, could we have somebody be the guard and like 
everyone rests except them, and then yeah, yeah, you can do rotate. Yeah, people do shifts and stuff. Uh, Wait, can Enzo set alarms? He did not choose that spell. He's Uh. (laughs) he can speak with animals because that's important. Well, he can tell his little cat to stand there and like meow if it's about to kill. Actually, animals have different sleep habits than humans. So that's the cat's always asleep. You're right. <laughs> I was gonna say, if we could transform into a dolphin, then like it could stay in the guard while that's resting, true. because like half its brain would be asleep and the other half would be awake. Yeah, conjure water tank. Yeah, yeah. I can I can conjure a seahorse. What do you know? About? What? <laughs> what? No, if I can get a male seahorse and get him to carry the babies, then, right? Then I can God, then I can control all his children. That's, that's, just, that's true. This is, you owe, that's you owe the ocean at that point. <laughs> you are the Aquaman. Um, yeah. Are you? Uh, you said you're, essentially you're setting up watches then. Yes. Yep. So how long do you guys want to rest, and what shifts are you taking then? Because, like, for instance, if you're only going to rest for eight hours and everyone's taking a two-hour shift, nobody gets a long rest. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing fine, like, health and whatever-wise, so I can take, like, a, a longer watch that somebody can take a longer rest that yeah. needs to, like, heal or whatever. I would yeah. say since I was flattened by a door... I yeah. should maybe take a little longer rest. Yeah, I think you can like, also burn uh, hit dice. Uh, don't forget to get your hit points back. Uh, I'm gonna burn it when we can rest. Cave. It's true. You I'm gonna. Watch. My vote is that we do ten hours, and then wait. How many of those are there? There's Five. six. Okay. Oh yeah, six if you count um, Tompkins. We do count Tompkins. Okay, so then, hang on a second. The math PhD at work. Oh gosh! Oh. <laughs> this is what it was all for. Yeah, it was for for doing this optimally. The culmination um, of countless hours of calculus. So we should just divide it into six shifts, um, and we should each stay awake for four thirds of an hour, and so then we can we can do this. In seven times four thirds. I like four thirds of an hour. Not three fourths. Well, now that I've been awake for four thirds of an hour, I think. Yeah, I think I think um, any way that lets us all, like all the injured people, get enough sleep is good by me. The first two shifts go without incident. Um, oh. <gasps> oh shit! What's happening? Oh, I don't know. Brummelstone, um, <clears throat> yeah, it's pretty eventful, the first uh, two shifts, and then you said that you and Tompkins are staying up at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to him about what I noticed in the Hall of Remembrance. Yeah. That's the proper title for it. Mm-hmm. And I would tell him about how I lost my community and notice that he was very particular and hiding, and I believe that he has lost someone and tried to... Get him to communicate and build a friendship mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Well, he says, uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about your losses. I, yeah, I mean, everyone's lost, right? But I honestly don't remember much about it. Um, he kind of looks to the side and is like, I just spent a long time in Mercurius and Stardust before that, and I didn't. 
I've lived a really, really long time, and I think um, I'm happiest when I'm not thinking about all the other stuff. So, yeah, I mean, that's true for everybody, though, right? It does seem to be that way for most. I'm glad you're on this adventure. And he kind of smiles about that, and he's like, really? <laughs> yes, hopefully we'll get you and we'll return you to your stardust and the curious, you know, to its former glory. I don't know if you know this, but Patch has been looking a long time for people who could do this. How long? Well, I'd say a number of years, but I'm not good at keeping track of time anymore. But I I do know he's been looking for a long time for people to to do this, so I guess I'm glad he found you. So your perception is what, 15? Uh, 16. 16. Oh, he's rolling. He's rolling. I've noticed nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I fall asleep. (laughs) Pumpkin so. slyly winks at Brummelstone. <laughs> so we're gonna broke back mountain this. We're broke back mountain this. <laughs> I can't quit you. <clears throat> Tompkins is kind of just starting to kind of babble a little bit and talk with you a little bit, and um, all of a sudden, you're you kind of hear something and you kind of give him a motion to quiet down. You take a look around and you can see various shapes starting to kind of come more and more out of the darkness getting closer and closer to your camp. They don't believe they've been seen yet. Well, I wouldn't I would make motion. Uh, usually it was like secret, like the whole like... We shouldn't have put him on guard. <laughs> oh, no. He's like, are you okay? We shouldn't have put him on guard. What does that mean? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm giving up on Tompkins and I'm uh, waking my brother. Okay. Does, 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 does Bardo... Bardo... Re, re, get his hit points back. I have negative four right now, or minus four right now. You only slept for what? What's what's four thirds of an hour? <laughs> <laughs> four thirds of an hour is more than an hour. It's an hour and twenty minutes. Okay. Uh, um so no, you did not yet. Okay. Shite. Okay. If everyone wakes up for this battle, <laughs> you'll have to sleep for another Are you saying it's a battle? He's not saying it's not a battle. Yeah. Uh, I say we have to sleep through it. Well, I'm pretty pissed off that I got woken up at all because <laughs> one, like I don't technically need sleep, but I do like my beauty rest. What, what's going on? Yeah, I make like a quiet motion oh. and tell him, you know, like kind of do, you know, rangers and sing. We've been out in the woods together, and I slowly reach for my warhammer and start, you know, like nudging other people. Do you have any kind of like detect? Anything? <laughs> yeah, can I can I look deeper too? I'm guessing they're shadow uh, shadows. But... No, um, if you wait long enough, yeah, they use they start taking shape. Um, Enzo, what's your passive? Wisdom uh, perception. Yeah, eleven. Eleven. Okay. So yeah, um, they seem to be taking the shapes, kind of almost like rounded pyramids up above, and then kind of like. Thin, some some of them are thin, some of them are stockier bodies below. These are gnomes. These are totally gnomes wearing gnome hats. Like, you like gnomes. Is, that, is that what you say in your sleep? Yes. Gnomes. It's always the gnomes. Like, like we're having Bradley. nightmares about like gnomes. <laughs> Bradley's a gnome. <laughs> All your um, grandchildren are gnomes. So I think uh, Ertlebee did get like. Gently, like, shooken, shaken, okay. shook awake. Yeah, yeah, I um, would slowly and awake. And she actually um, 
like many nights alone in her garden um would would sometimes imagine like making things light up um just just like imagining them becoming outlined um and starting to glow and she's she's kind of groggy when she first wakes up and she she can't really tell much so she unwittingly casts fairy fire um which uh when she's done it in the past she's always said like Oh, things I can't see, but I definitely want to see. Please let me see thee. <laughs> so she casts the spell, um, but, but very sleepily. What is it? Uh, what's the area effect? Uh, sixty feet. Okay, cool, cool. So you're gonna hover like essentially like right above everybody. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now you kind of wiggle your fingers. And that that light kind of spreads out in the area and gives everyone the ability to see what's coming at them. Um, they are pale. They The tops, the upper portion of their bodies are um, orange and kind of molted or peely. Uh, and they are essentially like walking mushrooms. And some of them are carrying pickaxes. Some of them are wearing the hats of miners. Um, they don't look like they were made for them. They look very out of place. Like, they're not even holding the pickaxes in a kind of natural way or even a combat way. They're just dragging them along, along the ground. And as soon as those lights fill up, they are ready to move in. So, uh, Ertlebee... Can we try to reason with them? It's a, it's, uh, you could. Ertlebee, you're first. Uh, I'm gonna yell at them and say... Like, oh, hello there. Uh, we're new here. What are you, dear small things? Uh, they just, they don't look they understand you at all. The plants. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, they continue to advance. Vasa? Well, I'm like, I'm kind of sore and achy, but I'm like, oh, fuck, what do I have to kill now? And I look up and see how many mushroom people advancing on me. So there is one larger one, not that it's large, but that it's it's older and taller than the rest. Um, And then there is four more that are like real small and kind of ready to just charge you. The last one seems... um, vaguely more humanoid than the rest and it has a kind of like a thickish fur that's coming out of it. You're not sure if that's actual plant-like material or if it's hairy. But um, how, tall, how tall are is the tall one compared to the little ones? The tallest one is maybe like five foot three. Okay. And how far away are they? From, how far away are they? They're around 40 feet each. They've gotten pretty close. Well... Uh, I'm gonna take the brief breather to roll for hit dice. Yeah, you can roll and both get, or save them. I get a seven. Nice. So I am nine plus seven. I'm up to 16 health. All right. So the largest one um, rushes forward and attacks. This one is charging uh, for Wesley. Try grappling. <laughs> Punt it across the room. It's going to like open up. Like it's going to like lean back. And then the underside of its kind of mushroom head starts spewing out these spores all over Wesley. Wait, is are they poison? 
<laughs> Who could tell? If only someone took... Uh, d- d- 16 for the constitution. And I think I have advantage on saving throws against poison as being a dwarf. Right, right. It's not... Just in case it is poison. Oh, he's trying to ask... Rumbles don't taste this. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, That's deadly. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, you try. Uh, you, you, you fight it off. So, like, you start to feel almost pacified, but you shake off the effects. No. Um, and then they're all going to look like they're focusing on you. So the next one, the, one of those little ones, runs up, and they also fire off spores. <laughs> and I need you to make another check. Uh, that one I did not do so good. I did six. Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> they just, like, carry you off into the darkness. <laughs> Let's see. And then ten? Okay, so so we're just, like, we're, we are sure that they're attacking. Do you watching them just spread spores all over Brumblestone's body? <laughs> it's up to you whether or not you find that hostile. <laughs> I like to think that Brumblestone is saying, I do not enjoy this. <laughs> I neither uh, asked or requested no this. No consent. I just feel bad, like, trying to snipe one of the little baby things. <laughs> no, kill feel bad. Maybe grapple we'll cripple them. their morale. Grapple them. It makes them easier to kill. They're children, it makes them easier to kill. Yeah. It also, it also, you know, depresses them, and they're easier. The parents are easier to kill too. Um, yeah. I guess I'm gonna <laughs> try. I feel really. I feel like I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take aim for the older, taller one. Grapple him. Take out the leader. Wait, guys. What? What do you? I'm like. Wait. What should I do? I'm just okay. So I shout out. Shoot the furry one. Okay. Fine. Fine. I'm going to take aim at the older, taller, like, the leader one. Okay, not the furry one, then? Just kidding, I'll take aim at the furry one. <laughs> Thanks for nothing. I thought the furry one was the one who was most humanoid. I thought he was the one we could most, like, convince to be on our team. Aw, oh, damn, dude! <laughs> Net! <gasps> Shit! That's a second Alright, so I get a 27. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so, 16 damage. Damn! Jeez. Yeah, so uh, it just that huge explosion goes off, and all are terrified of you now. Uh, they've turned their attention away from uh, Brummelstone. Brummelstone? Well, yeah. I don't want to be the only one who is not making an impression. And since I can't tell, and they've already attacked me, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave, which is a 15-foot cube originating originating from me so you're gonna catch all of them in that same spell well, there you go Let's... they're all packed in well good i'll knock them all out then. all right so all but two of them made their saving throws okay so they take so anyone who failed takes 11 thunder damage and push back 10 feet and then okay. uh, the ones that succeeded take half as much Damn. and are not pushed yeah so brummelstone uh, reaches in and calls it forth in his dwarven language the name of the hammer storms nice yep so like yeah it's like almost like this like huge, almost like, like this cube of force, right? It's almost like a cage of lightning rattles and throws back the bodies of uh, all the small ones. They're out. They're done. Um, the mannish type of hairy creature is still up. Uh, and so is the first one that threw the spores at you. And they're they're terrified. 
Why do I feel that... bad? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, they when they when those little ones like fly back, the tallest one screams and is trying to decide whether or not it should run to the little the little ones that suffered or go on the attack. It doesn't. It's not sure what it wants to do, but that kind of mannish looking one is going to freak out and turns attention towards you, um, Rebel Stone. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. I get, I get it, man. <laughs> I did kill some children. No disrespect. <laughs> it comes and it, it swings a wild claw out of you, but it's too rattled and too afraid to connect. Roberto? Um, I'm, I'm feeling pretty bad for these guys. I just I want to try to, like... Um, is there any way I can try to communicate with them or just like yell at them or you could roll a nature check and try to see if you can figure out what they would do. Can know. I? Um I would yeah. like to okay. I believe in you. <laughs> Succeed where I have failed. <laughs> Open the doors to communication. I got a twelve. That's good enough. They're called uh myconids. Myconids. They're like these mushroom creatures that don't have a language. Oh, fucking A. Of course they don't. <laughs> Like you can speak to animals. Uh, do they count as animals? No, nope, they count as mushrooms. <laughs> but, well, they don't. Ma- they don't have a language. Delicious when sautéed. <laughs> Guys, we're gonna make a hell of a pizza after this. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. Well, they may not speak a language, but I do. It is called steel, and I shove up my sword. Okay. <laughs> I love it. The closest one. Yes. To Brummelstone, the furry one. Okay, so I would like to draw my longbow, and can I like take specific aim at a very specific body part? Like I don't want to, like I want to aim right into their eyeball. The technical answer is no. <laughs> okay, um, and the reason is is that statistically speaking, and uh, hopefully uh, Olivia can back me up on this. Um, it's super hard math. The creatures only survive a few rounds, right? But you guys are here forever. Mm. Statistically speaking, if we allow those kinds of rules, you'll all be eyeless and armless. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? Like, can I? The chance it'll eventually come to you guys. Like, all right. So they don't they don't put those rules in the game so That's that fair. way because you're always here. So at some point. You'll be visited by tragedy. All right, all right, that's fair. If they have things like called shots in the game, that's totally fair. Yeah. I would like okay, like okay. Let me rephrase. <laughs> I would. I don't want to. I want to try to incapacitate it. Like I don't want to do damage to it. I don't want to like. I don't like like. I want to like, like, wanna, so, like yeah. bash it with the, my the flat flat part of my sword or something. I'm not even gonna say it. Like. <laughs> all right, new round, Erdelby. All right, so Ertlebee's gonna grapple one of them, because uh, right. she she's like <laughs> like she's got an affinity for plants, and that extends to fungi. So she she feels a lot of empathy. These look like fun guys. <laughs> <laughs> These look like fun guys, and we shouldn't. Oh, I'm so sorry. One last thing I should have mentioned. Um, everyone, um, whenever they take damage. <laughs> all of you can sense that, that that they're in pain. Like they kind of they can't speak, but you can feel their pain. You don't take their damage, but you feel their screams and you feel the agony. Oh. Why? I just shot one. Why? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Knock them out, guys! Please. <laughs> shot the hairy one. Um, okay, so just to recap, there's the one that's hairy, that's injured, that's. Uh... And then the the tallest one. Yeah, that's it. When okay. you say feel their pain, do you mean f- 
understand they're, they're in pain, or is it kind of like hitting a mirror where you get hit back and you're like, oh, that hurts a lot? Yeah, you, you feel it in all but actual mechanical damage. So it hurts a lot. Mm-hmm. Emotionally. Not just emotionally, physically, too, even though our physical yeah. bodies are fine. Sorry yeah, about that. Yeah. It's distressing. If you don't know. It's not hurting as bad as a real hit, but you can. You're like, oh, like, I don't yeah. like this. Um, it'll be it'll be gonna grapple the the leader. <laughs> so she goes up and she just gives him a big old bear hug. She's like, right. "Don't want you to attack me and my friend." Are you changing into a bear for it? Are you just gonna actually hug? Him? Oh yeah, let's do it. Okay, she's gonna go in. <laughs> For just like a hug, and then like she's not gonna realize it. She's gonna start to transform into a bear. She just like she just wants to comfort it. She like walks forward. She's like, now, now, dear, I I don't want to fight you. We're clearly much better than you. Um, but then now she hugs. (laughs) (laughs) Just rise up. And pause down. Oh yeah. <laughs> Rise up, pause down. Give me a strength check. Oh, um, current strength? It's D. Nope, it's a. You're, you have a 15 strength as a bear, so. It's a plus. Critical two. hug. Alright. <laughs> I got a 17. <gasps> Almost a critical hug. Yeah, so it's it's all grappled up with you. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like patting its head. I'm not aware that I'm a bear. I'm like, dear, dear, calm down. All right, um, which one did you grapple? The, lead, the, the, the leader one? guy, the tall, but the not hairy yeah. one. Yeah, Vasa. Um. Well, I choose the opportunity since uh, she has apparently grappled this mushroom thing. I try to run it through with my rapier. Nice. <laughs> oh no! It was really nice of her as a bear to grab it. Yeah. <laughs> it made it much easier. Like, without hesitation, the moment I see that it's subdued, I'm yeah. just like, I'm going in for it. Alright, go ahead and give me a roll. 18. That's a hit. So I do 10 damage. Alright, so yeah, you, it's, it's looking, it, it kind of tilts its head towards the bear, trying to figure out what this means, and then suddenly, <laughs> like, like, oh my god, Erdelby feels the tickle of the blade oh of Vasa, as it goes all the way oh. through, it's still alive, oh my god. as you pull out, but everyone can feel a mix of pain and betrayal. And I stagger, I stagger back, clearly feeling it, but there's no regret on my face. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dearie, that was the back the of its head is gonna lift up, like it's gonna kind of like lean forward, so the back of its head is exposed to Vasa, and I need you to make a Constitution save. It's gonna spit spores. Oh at shit! You. It's a four. Four <sighs> plus oh. two is a six. Uh oh. All right, so these spores like fly all over you, <laughs> bury themselves into your skin. <laughs> And then you feel yourself pacified. You feel like you just kind of want to not. And you are stunned. Okay, I'm stunned. Tin. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I, I thought of <laughs> But is it, um, can I, can I just like observe, do they look like they're interested in anything in particular? They have no faces. They have no okay. faces. <laughs> Mushrooms. Shit. But that's the thing, because, like, they're, they're exploring us. They're not, like, it's not, like, dangerous. It's just trying to, like, subdue us. So maybe we should subdue them. Well, I was going to say, like, can we just, like, <laughs> run away? 
Aren't we like at the corner of a cave right now? Like you're in the middle of a cave system. You're not sure oh. where you're at. Oh, I actually I don't want to run like willy nilly. Never mind. Um, I can I try and like scare them off and just like lunch because I shot the one. So can I just like fake 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 them out? <laughs> you can make an intimidate check. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Are you going to try to intimidate the hairy one or the one that's grappled? I'll do the ha- the hairy one. All right, let's try the hairy one. Uh, 18 total. I scared the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could turn the camera, I would show you that I, I rolled it. Oh, yeah! oh. <laughs> So, like, you try to, like, you flinch at it, and it goes chest to chest <gasps> with you, and it's like, <gasps> and just gets right back in your face. That's why you kill these things. Well, I can't say this. Right <laughs> You're now. just like, Brummelstone. She's so high right now. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> You know, I don't like feeling the pain of other creatures. That seems that seems bad. No. Um, if you kill it faster, Dad, you won't. Die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, mercy killing hasn't like crossed my has crossed my mind. <laughs> I think maybe I have more sway than ten, and so I want to try an intimidation check. I want to give it one last chance to run off. I, I got a fourteen, and so I would just like scream at it again. So it's like maybe hopefully like this time it'll run off on your own. Like, we're on this like critical universe saving mission and then like my team members are a bunch of pacifists <laughs> you know we came in their house in the middle of the night they're understandably yeah. just arming themselves with whatever they, they could find pores on you yeah, yeah but, but it just know, made you feel but it's friendly like good time good time pores it it assesses the situation and it starts taking a few steps back. Like it looks like it's ready to leave. If you're ready to let it leave, I will. I will let it disengage. It heads back off into the cave system. Roberto. So we still have one left, right? Yeah, one In left. In the arms of a bear. And it's been spewing spores, and it's kind of just trying to grapple out of a bear hug. Okay, I'm gonna try to inc- the one that is being grappled by Ertle Bear. I would like to <laughs> Ertle Bear. <laughs> I would like to try to <laughs> incapacitate it one more time. Uh, 14. 14 is a hit. Okay. Alright, so yeah, you bring it It only has one hit point left, so you bring it over and then just crash into it and um, Ertle Bear can feel it go low. Okay, so it's not He's dead. He's unconscious now, everybody. Whew. So you guys hear... <laughs> And this is the first clue that Ertle be like gets that she's not her normal body. And she says, "Well, that's oh. very strange." But <laughs> and she like kind of scratches her head. Like, oh, this has never happened to me before. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So we have knocked out the Myconid person. How long am I pacified? Um, go ahead and give me another roll of a d twenty. Honestly, you're you're stunned for a minute, so let's just say you you shake out of it pretty soon. Okay, I choose to attack so it like... again. <laughs> so you snap out no! of it and then you dive out. No, no. no. Uh, actually, no, actually, yes, I do, I do attack it again. Yes, <laughs> it's on the ground, so you get advantage. Oh no! <laughs> Wait, sorry, I fell off the table. All right, that's a ten. <laughs> And that's a 10, so anyway, um, that's 10 plus 6 is a 16. 
That's a hit. Yep, and I attack it with my roll, which... It can't survive. Yeah, so I basically, like, answer. I snap out of it, and then you I'm... You skewer it. Oh, yeah. my God! <laughs> and then, I, and so, then I, I look around, and I go, what happened to the leader? So imagine, imagine that you're in the middle of a dream that it's quiet, soft. It's one of those dreams that you don't really have to think about what kind of dream you're in. All that matters is that you're kind of at peace. And imagine suddenly being skewed by some kind of giant thin blade that goes almost like it travels the course of a vein <laughs> right into your heart. That's the pain that everyone feels <laughs> as Vasa finishes it off. And this kind of psychic empathic scream fills the rest of you. But it is gone now. Well, I take a moment to lean on the wall as I absorb this feeling. Tompkins is against the wall just shaking. He's never been... Oh, oh no. Subject to such emotions or feelings. Vasa, what have you done? Is the, is the leader still here? sort of reeling, I sort of like kind of gasp out and I say you should not have let the leader leave. He'll now tell others of us. <laughs> I'm, I'm still taken aback because I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty miffed at Vasa right now. I'm like, we, we, we had him like knocked out and like pacified and like we could have like pumped in for information somehow and... It was I'm, a mushroom! <laughs> What could we have come to for except for things to get high off of? <laughs> oh my god. I would I would uh, yeah. I would I would say sorry, I am a little nipped all of a sudden. Uh, Rumble Stone would say I forgot my own name is really what happened. Um Rumble Stone would say, like, we are foreign we are foreign entries into this world. I don't know where we are or who we are. That may have been the only people who live here. Like, and then I say, then we are, then we are one step closer to safety. There's only one left. <laughs> oh my god! Or safety or abandonment. You know that may have been our only hope to find the missing pieces. We may never return from this cave. This cave may be our deathbed. If they had subdued us, that might have been our deathbed right there. Yes, but you no longer ensured any sort of satisfaction or safety. <laughs> also, what is a bear doing here? <laughs> Vasa's utter, utter fucking commitment <laughs> to this path gives her a point of inspiration. Oh. Yay! I get inspiration! Nice. Okay. Plus one inspiration. Um, I... <laughs> Vasa knows that she's right. <laughs> and it fills her with a new hope. <laughs> uh. Well done. Yeah. Uh, Rumblestone accepts defeat. <laughs> like, yeah, like, Wait, we so those doomed. guys were like they were gonna kill us? I don't know. I just No, I'm saying that Vasa's like utter She's assured <laughs> like, dedication. Uh, yeah, Vasa like looking at the pool and going, Fuck it and just going head first into it no matter how deep it is. <laughs> yeah. Like she gets a point of inspiration for yeah. utter defiance and believing in herself more than anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just kind of just like, ah, like, I can't really, you can't do anything anymore. Like, it's done. 
but yeah, yeah, mouth to mouth. <laughs> yeah, like, Brummelstone <laughs> makes a note not to trust the rogue. <laughs> <laughs> can we examine? Can we examine the bodies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it really is just like plant life that's come to life. Looks like, uh, there's like a notification that says like Tin will remember that you did that. Because <laughs> 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 like if this was Fallout, it'd be like it'd be like Roberto did not like that. <laughs> Roberto did not. <laughs> But on the flip side, looks like mushrooms on the menu, boys! <laughs> well, let's have the dwarf taste it first. <laughs> yeah, but let's examine the body, see if there's anything we can get. Yeah. I mean, now yeah. that the yeah. damage is done. The, really, the only thing you find, you find that they had like little bundles of rope. They had um, like pitchforks. Oh, not pitchforks, sorry, sorry. Pickaxes, um, pickaxes thank you. Uh, and some of them had like little miners' hats. I, I harvest the ropes. I, I would yep. definitely grab a hat and a pick. You get about twenty-five feet worth of rope. Can I make anything of the miners' hat? Like, would I be able to identify them as like dwarven make or anything like that? You know, definitely. Yeah, taking study, taking them in to study, it definitely fits you better than anybody else. So they would be dwarves. Okay. So maybe they stole them from dwarves, or dwarves were here. Can I notice any stone cutting around? I have a passive investigation of 17. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you give it a, a quick once-over, and yeah, these you're definitely in a miner's cave system. Okay. I think I know stone cutting or something. It's like if you make a history check related to stonework, you're like, oh, yes, mm, the dwarves of southern Anthersfield. <laughs> Do you want to make that check? Uh, sure. Uh, 20. So... The thing that really throws you off is that you do recognize this. You recognize this as the uh, shoddy masonry work of a collection of dwarves that have settled in with humans in the uh, town of Hogarth, where you're from. I would proclaim, I think I know where we are. (laughs) You are correct, Bear. We are near Hogarth. Thank you. (laughs) I kind of make a comment to uh, Ertle Bear, and I go, Grandmother, might you return to um, your human form? So Ertle has never done this before, and I feel like, keeping in character, she would have no idea how to become a human again. <laughs> like, is there a rule where she has to stop being a bear at some point? Uh, Sir Barrington the second. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Lady Barrington. <laughs> Grandma Barrington. <laughs> Grandma Ertle Barrington. <laughs> a number of hours equal to half your druid level rounded down. Okay, that's zero. So one, Wait, oh, it's, oh, it's one time hour. two. Oh, you're right. Okay. Yep. All right, so... I think she has no idea what's going on. I feel like we have to let it um, let it work. let it run its course because she's like like maybe something will happen where like she tried to do a bear hug, she turned into a bear. Maybe she'll like try and do a human thing and she'll turn into a human. But right now, I think she can't do it. I think she's stuck as a bear. So she like <laughs> she like kind of like like bear like towards Vasa and like and, like gently pats her on the head to show that she's still all right. She's like very daintily like with a huge bear claw um, I kind of asked the team I was like is everyone is anybody hurt My I mean emotionally yeah emotionally <laughs> by your Tommy raises his hand <laughs> <laughs> he looks like emotionally scarred <laughs> yeah Tompkins is like 
Well, I kind of walk over and I kind of like help, like grab him by the shoulders and help him to a feet and like pat his shoulders briskly and be like, chin up, boy. Or chin up. Yeah. yeah. You're fine. Oh. I don't feel fine. He walks away. Um. So, Vermilstone, uh, if you think you might know potentially where we are, do you think you might be able to find a path for us to um, exit these caves? Yes, let's get us to safer ground. As we get ready to head out, Ertleby is a little concerned about Tom Simkins. Um, and so she like she does go over to lick him and make sure that he's actually okay. Is he actually okay? Or is he like... He's startled and frightened, uh, but when you approach him, he seems to accept your bear form pretty naturally. Um... And as you nuzzle, as you kind of approach him, he's just like, "If you could shapeshift the whole time, why didn't you shapeshift earlier?" I didn't know you had. Like, are we still in the dream, or are you magic? <laughs> Ertlebe says, "Oh, I'm just a grandmother who loves gardening. <laughs> Don't you worry about this. I'm sure we'll have it all sorted later. Perhaps it was those spores." <laughs> give me a charisma check. See if you can kind of give him the. Feeling. I got a sixteen. Yeah, so you you properly convey. He's like, oh, I feel better, and he just kind of stays next to you the rest of the time. Oh, Bordo's totally weirded out, weirded out by the bear because he was just he's like, I don't really know what a grandmother is, and can they all do this? Just thinking to himself, like, he can speak to animals. Can you talk to me in my bear form? He could. I don't want to necessarily make you waste your spell, but <laughs> no, let's do it. I don't. I don't even care. Let's do it. I, 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 I cast speak to animals, and I'm like, can all grandmas do this? I don't understand you, human beings. <laughs> oh, that's a very funny joke, Mister Robot. I, Mister Forge. Um, I have to admit. I'm, I'm pretty surprised by this seeming transformation. I did have an uncle who was very hirsute, but not not like this. Um, to be honest, I'm as confused as you all look. That said, it is very nice being so tall. Well, thank you for the insight, Grandmother Bear. As I look very, like, confused and wary at her, but I accept that this is normal. I lick him. (laughs) It hurts. (laughs) Don't do that again. (laughs) I don't don't find this pleasant. (laughs) Oh, sorry, dear. (laughs) I'm not sure how to feel from this. Should anyone, uh, Ertlebee just wants to also communicate through Roberto that if anyone wants a ride, bears are huge, so she can give them a ride on her giant bear back. Tompkins looks back and forth, and then he darts. <laughs> He's going for it. <laughs> Everybody hop on. <laughs> Bardo also contemplates, but I'm like, hmm, she's old, so maybe yeah. not. Because I'm, I'm... Tompkins didn't think that far. He's, uh, he's already, uh... Yeah, between shoulder blades. I mean, it's a pretty safe spot. All right, so <clears throat> you begin your ascent. Um, maybe about five or ten minutes into your journey, you come around the corner and you spot a number of dwarves. 
they are all attached to the walls. They have all these like spores and mushrooms kind of growing in a kind of cocoon around <laughs> them. And <laughs> many of them have uh, have lost consciousness. A few of them, when they see you, their eyes wide and they try to wiggle. <laughs> I uh, I look yeah, I look over at the rogue and go. All right, I owe you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Can I cut them down with my bear claws? You could. You I could would, just go I would, down. Yeah, I, would, I, I would like hold out a hand and immediately try to like hold the big monstrous grandma bear back, and I'd be like, "Be careful! We don't know what the spores will do to you." I kind of I try to keep the team away from this wall of dwarves that are covered with spores. Well, I'm immune to poison, so I can go over and cut them down and stuff. Yeah. I don't. I don't stop the robot for. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> We need to save Grandma. You're, you're okay. Yeah, I guess I'll I'll approach and start trying to um, I or before I try to immediately start, I just want to inspect to make sure that it's not like something that will injure them more. Um, no. Okay. No, no. So yeah, I just we're start about that. hacking them down. All right. So yeah, with a couple well placed cuts and then a couple more hacks after that, um, fueled by impatience. Yeah, <laughs> you get them down. Um, most of them, like I said, are out. They won't regain consciousness anytime soon. But the two or three that are still cognizant, um, one of them, as soon as you cut him free, um, <clears throat> kind of feet, like he tries to give you like a, a miner's hug, like just a real strong kind of bear hug, like a thank you. But it's weak, it's feeble, he can barely hold himself up. And um, he says, uh, did, did someone send you, do they know? Know what? That, that we're missing. How long yeah. have you been missing? They look around and, and he's like, I, I don't know. So I walk over and I say, can you lead us back to your home? And uh, he kind of takes a second to look around and he says, I, I, can, get my, I can get us out of here. All right. How, how many of them are there in total? There are... Uh, Thirteen. So if we Dang. tie them with the rope to the bear, mm-hmm. then too heavy. Too heavy. Too for heavy the bear? For, yeah. Also, not what dignified. If I try to not dignified for a dwarf. <laughs> and not dignified. How many? <laughs> how, many, how, many how many can rude. the bear carry? Um, of dwarves, I mean, two and Tompkins. Tompkins will be getting off. Yeah. He, he slowly. <laughs> Descends. Can, I mean, Bear if mountain. we're in a mining shaft, can we? Is there carts or anything of that nature? Can we build like an impromptu uh, sled. Well, he says, yeah, we can. If we take our time. I can. I can send. I can take us to. I'd like to give him some water, some food. Like he would appreciate. That. Yeah. Any of the ones that yeah. are awake, you know, just break off some rations. Yeah, you appreciate the um, the manner in which he consumes, because he doesn't just, like, devour all of your resources. He takes what he needs from the water, he takes a small piece of bread, and he makes sure everyone else gets some first before he takes any more. I would also introduce but, um, myself. <laughs> yep, he nods, and um, he says, where are you from? It's a small town, you wouldn't have heard of it. How many are awake? Just three. Do we have okay. ten altogether? So I make a general sort of statement. I say, you know, we can't stay here. They may be coming back. We'll tie three to the bear, and you three can walk. We can't linger here. What do we have to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
within about a half hour, you get yourself to the mining cart that they were using to export their newly find, uh, newly found materials, and you start loading up some of the dwarfs there. Um, it's kind of frightening how long these dwarves have been out. Like they, they're not waking up for anything. Mm. Um, but Va, it, is it Vasa and Brummelstone with the high perceptions? Yeah. Yeah, Vasa and Brummelstone, you would notice that they are um, pretty saturated with spores. Can I try to, like, medicine them? <laughs> if someone points it out to you, but as of right now, you don't notice. Um, I would I would point it out to people. Like, just be wary actually, of the spores. I would actually request yeah. that the Forge or um, that they sort of do their best to sort of brush what spores they can off of it. I actually don't try to touch the doors myself because I don't trust the spores. Yeah, yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll try and um, brush more spores off. As you kind of just start ripping, um, not ripping them out like violently, but <laughs> kind of brush off and remove more and more spores, more of them start to wake up. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, yeah there are two that are not going to wake up, but the rest are, although feeble, uh, they can carry their own weight. Okay, so now it's so two on the bear. Those two get thrown into the cart, okay. and the rest of you kind of walk your way out of the cave system. Um, Vasa, can you give them an inspirational speech? No, I can't, because I don't give a shit about them. (laughs) 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 So so, yeah, it takes you maybe a couple hours to finally get through, but um, as you exit the cave, your gaze turns upwards as you look into a beautiful night sky. Two moons of shimmering blue and white light are nestled far above, with a collection of soft, twinkling stars surrounding them. Ahead of you lies a rustic town. The buildings are made of simple wood construction and depend more on stability and purpose than they do aesthetics. Rising out of the middle of the town is the top of a statue, though from here you can't quite see what it is. Two narrow watchtowers reach above the town with small lights that you know someone's available. And as you start to move forward... You can then bring up the dwarves, and the the mining cart only gets this far. It doesn't go down into the grass, into the fields, into the town. So they'd have to carry. Uh, you'd have to help help the dwarves descend from here. Well, we can put the two bears on the bear. Yeah. Well, wouldn't yeah. the spell have worn off by now? Oh yeah, by now yeah, you'd um lost your bearness. Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we were like walking on our way out, and then like like. Foom. And I'm like a little old lady again. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is cute. I'm like... Uh, Bordo can carry one, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I can carry one. Yeah, so as you get close to the watchtowers, um, you can see the lights move as if they, there's just lanterns people are holding. And um, at first they shout, who goes there? But the moment they see who you are, or not rather who you are, but who you're with, um, they start shouting for people from the town to come to the gates. And um, <laughs> it's kind of a little weird. the The town is surrounded by a um, flat stone wall, but it's not high enough to really keep anyone out. It's maybe four feet tall, but the gates themselves are about seven feet tall, <laughs> and those gates are opened up dramatically, and people start pouring out and helping the dwarves. And uh, asking you who you are, you're kind of, kind of bombarded with questions. And before you guys get overswarmed too much, um, the one dwarf that's kind of been talking to you, he puts his hand up and he says, "These people saved our lives. Like any good 
form of hospitality, the first thing we should offer is not questions, but some ale. Let's get to the tavern. Yay! (laughs) And, (laughs) um, yeah, so they kind of escort you uh, as you go. Now, um, in order to get to the tavern, you'll have to go through the middle of town. And as you go through the middle of the town, you do notice the statue. Uh, You can see it much more uh, clearly at this point. The statue is of a person with a long trench coat and a backpack full of maps. Hanging from their side is a short sword with a peculiar set of runes inscribed on the blade. The person is thrusting one arm into the air triumphantly, holding a jagged, sharp object. It could be a claw or possibly a tooth, as distinctive as it is unique. Tompkins looks impressed, and he says, Huh. Got himself a statue. Good for him. (laughs) And you guys kind of keep walking. As you guys approach the tavern, you see a thick wooden sign that hangs above the doorway of the tavern, letting you know that you're about to enter the spirited away. Soft lights can be seen emanating from the windows and archways of the tavern, and as you enter, you're greeted by a room full of warm smiles and hearty cheers. Three impossibly large kegs stand on the side on the south end of the building, most likely for show rather than storage. You're quickly given the best table in the house. Everyone kind of clears out as that main dwarf gets you seated and gets you a round of drinks first. And then, uh, yeah, the celebration begins. Um, anything that you guys want to do before you start getting bombarded with questions from the townsfolk? Can I do a history check on the town? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like what I know, uh, 18 plus 5, 23. Yeah, what do you want to know? Uh, do I know who that statue is? That statue would be the founder of the town, Hogarth. Um, you don't know much about Hogarth. You know that he was an explorer. Well, they were an explorer. Um, they kind of they were known for traveling into areas, making settlements, and then leaving. But this was the last place that Hogarth settled down in. I didn't know anything about, like, the relative. Uh, the town is obviously a mining town. Is it, like, just about that much information? That's a pretty much all it is. Now, the town was founded... Uh, I didn't know any tourist attractions. <laughs> no, no. It's just got an elaborate cave system underneath that's been really good for mining. Um, the town was founded hundreds of years ago. Um, it has maintained its style and its aesthetic uh, almost in defiance of any kind of uh, trends that may come along. Like, this is one of those towns that just never really changes. Can I do a perception check of the room, the tavern? Yeah, yeah. Anything you're looking for in particular? Because generally it's just good-natured people who are uh, patting the backs of the dwarves, checking on them, uh, celebrating. The one thing you do notice is that um, you do hear people asking about the others. The only other thing you would see is that Tompkins seems to be in good spirits, and he's getting a few drinks, and uh, he's kind of socializing people. He seems like he's really in his element all of a sudden. So, <clears throat> at one point, the, the room kind of clears away a little bit, and the mayor of Hogarth shows up. The mayor has uh, suspenders, he has a nice big belt with a shiny belt buckle up front that has the um, symbol of the town. He has a uh, real thick, bushy mustache. Um, he's as round as he is jolly. And he walks up and he, uh, he, slaps, uh, he slaps his hand on the back of Brummelstone. And uh, he says, it takes a dwarf to find a dwarf, huh? 
uh, I guess, but I would owe most of it to my compatriots here. And he nods. He says, "Thank you so much for finding our our miners. We're we're still missing a few." But and before he can really get into his spiel, the doors of the tavern fly open, and uh, someone runs in. There, another dwarf, but they are completely scarred up. They look worn out. They look depleted. Uh, they're barely holding themselves up, and he's gasping and. <clears throat> He says, they've got him. They took him. They took him. And he kind of almost collapses in the tavern. Troll in the bathroom. Just thought you should know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Some of the villagers um, pick him up. And uh, he says, they're gone. I tried tried to stop him, but it took him all. And it took the lantern. And then the mayor was obviously already startled at this information. But when he hears about the lantern being taken as well, he's beside himself. And that's where we're going to stop, yeah. <gasps> yeah. Do we, get experience for, do we get experience for killing the babies and the one mushroom man? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, that was you, so You epic. always benefit from the death. Thanks for listening to World Walkers. I wanted to take a moment to thank BattleBards for opening up their catalog to the World Walkers. You can find their work at BattleBards.com. And they're even selling gift cards right now. So even if you're not a GM, you can give the Game Master in your life something you're both going to love. I also want to thank Sirenscape for some of the music and audio you heard in today's episode. You can find them at Sirenscape.com. I just want to say that I feel fucking validated, okay? Now that everybody's (laughs) gone, I feel fucking validated. The moment that came up, I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was just like, damn, you're right. You're right. (laughs) The impression I got was like, these are really nice people. They're just defending their land. I mean, watching like too much Disney, like freaking mushrooms just dancing. Exactly. Like when you said mushroom people, I was like, motherfuckers, you want to fucking subdue it? It's already caught in the bear's arm. (laughs) I've got fucking Super Mario World vibe. Like these little, like, (laughs) mushroom people, they're so nice. Oh, God. Okay. Stop. Respect. I was like, around this, like, mission to save the universe, and these guys want to, like, go all, like, Picard and Star Trek. No. I felt I felt like Worf being like Captain. We should fire on them right now. <laughs> God, no.